Welcome back to For the Souls podcast. I'm your host, Aime, and this segment is called Cafecitos y Chismes. I'm joined by my co-host, Arisa, and today (laughs) we are showcasing Albert Ochoa, who, if he looks familiar, most people, I think, know you because you brought Kylie Jenner to Sacramento. You took her Mm -hmm. as a prom date, but he is a pro boxer now. So we are going to dive into all of that before we get into your life story and all the deeper part of who you are. So first and foremost, um, Thank you for joining the podcast and coming and just, you know, giving your fans a chance to see a different side of you. Yeah. I really want to ask you, before we get into anything, what made you choose Kylie Jenner for the prom uh, day? I mean, she kind of chose, chose, chose me. Oh, oh, so. you she, oh. No, I never messaged her. People oh, she think just that. Out to you? Yeah, people oh. think I messaged her or like I paid. First of all, she charges like a million dollars to post on Instagram. Yeah. So you think I'm going to pay her to go to me on, <laughs> as a date? So definitely did not think you. Could. I <laughs> yeah no I know it's like the lotto. Yeah. So was she just looking for like someone to someone to go to their prom? Well, I mean she she said I was cute, so that was a reason. But huh? I mean she did say that, and then yeah. she said I really liked you for who you were and like how you presented yourself and what you you know who you are. Was that a surreal experience? Yeah, it was. It was definitely fun. It was definitely a great uh, time. Uh, you know, now I'm a little bit older, so, yeah. you know, we're doing, now we're boxing, so. Yeah. What well, matters right now. Is that your people's Oh, yeah, yeah, that's oh, my okay. boy. It's also my camera guy, too. <laughs> no, it's all good. good. No yeah. worries. Welcome. Yeah. Um, okay, so that happened, which I think kind of put Sacramento on the map mm-hmm. in terms of, like, I don't know, traction. Oh, it, it did. <laughs> yeah, it, it did. Because yeah. that, that caught a lot of buzz. I personally saw it on the show. Oh, okay. And I was like, shut the fuck up, <laughs> Sacramento. I was like, that's pretty cool. But now you're boxing. Mm-hmm. So how did this... Okay, I think if I remember correctly, when I was looking you up, 2021 was your first pro well, boxing match? No, that, so it was... Because I've been in the sport two years and like a few months. Um, I mean, it kind of just got... I got kind of thrown into it, you know? And then, uh, then I fell in love with the sport. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't know how fast it was going to progress. And then, you know, from there, it, it's been a great journey. So you didn't play so, boxing, like, growing up? No, I never boxed growing up. I was a basketball player all my life. That's why when I made that post yesterday, I went back to my old high school. I saw uh, that. It was Rio. cool. Yeah, yeah. It, it right was cool. Because yeah. uh, yeah. they knew I always wanted to be a pro basketball player and a college athlete and an athlete in general. But then, you know, the sport changed. You yeah. know, I'm still a high-level athlete. So that's what's great. Well, yeah. And blessed. So. Yeah, and the mental fortitude that you have to have in boxing. Oh, I imagine, my goodness. Man. It's very different, you know. Very different. But I kind of understood it because, like, when that whole process with Kylie Jenner, like, that – tv show the whole business side and how and having people switch up on you and and lie to you and then you know good and bad obviously so now getting to boxing yeah it's very similar the business side good and bad people are toxic people are lying to you people want to see you lose yeah or people just want to be close to you because of the position that you're in you know i would imagine that all the girlies when they saw (laughs) me no (laughs) it's funny well i actually never had a girlfriend in high school Really? No girl ever wanted to talk to me. Did they uh, want to talk to you after Kylie Jenner? After every girl wanted uh, to. But I, for me, I was so mentally sweet. strong that I didn't choose. I didn't give myself to anybody. Yeah. I didn't do that. That's not me. You know, for me, I, I'm more of the type that just wants one girl grow with and build something with. Oh, traditional man. Yeah, very traditional. Dad yeah. raised you that way? Uh, I would say, you know, my <laughs> mom too. You know, uh, I grew up with my mom. And, uh, you know, I just always been like that though. Yeah. I, I see people that are just throwing themselves at, you know, with everyone. That's not me. Yeah, that's so, good. Yeah. That's good. And so getting into boxing, first of all, what what even stirred you in the direction of going to boxing? Um, you know, I don't even know. When but I first met you, you were doing kind of like media marketing. Yeah, I know. Right? I wasn't I wasn't yeah. boxing when we met. Before the shop, 
actually like yeah i was here when the, the first like first few weeks you guys owned yeah. the place yeah. And then it was just building myself on social media, learning the business side of it too. And mm-hmm. then I think a boxing opened up a little bit after. And then, you know, it's been a great journey. You know, we're having a lot of big fights. I'm making a lot of noise. You know, I moved yeah. to Vegas. So, uh, yeah, I'm just very blessed. Yeah. Um, what was the most challenging part of the learning curve of boxing? I know we talked about yeah. the mental fortitude aspect yeah. of it. Would you say that was the most challenging part of learning um, the sport? Yeah, I would say mentally. You know, the physical part is just you got to show up every day. With anything, you got to show up every day. Yeah. So I didn't think that was the hard part. I think it was just the mental. You know, so many people want to see me lose. So many people want to try to break me down. So many people talk, you know, say I suck, I'm this and that. And it's like a lot of people. But mm-hmm. I get a lot of love, too, at the end of the day, yeah. too. So, you know, that helps. Uh, but I never was the type to listen to what other people have to say. Yeah. You know? and they I, don't define me. Yeah. Well, good. Yeah. Good. And I think a lot of the shit talking that comes out of boxing, too, or, like, I see it a lot in boxing. Yeah, I think it's to build that, like, you know, the yeah. um, the atmosphere of like, oh, he's about to fight somebody. Like, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's, yeah. it's entertaining. You yeah. know what I mean? No, exactly. exactly. Um, but I, boxing hasn't been the most welcoming. I remember people didn't pay attention to me when I went to the gym. They were making fun of me because I was still fat. A lot of people don't know I actually gained a lot of weight after high school. Really? Yeah, I got to like 205. No way. Yeah, I just lost focus. You know, I didn't really know what to kind of go with my life. So this sport really did change my life, and it helped me, you know. So like now, yeah, discipline. Yeah, discipline. You know, I, um, you know, I'm in shape now, obviously. Yeah. So um, that what, helps. What weight class are you considered? Uh, one, so 147, 145, catch weight. So I'm around there. Okay. Uh, you know, I lose about 20 pounds every fight. Uh, and a lot of boxers here didn't welcome me. That was the funny part. He, like yeah. here in Sacramento? Yeah, here in Sacramento. Why yeah. do you think that is? Well, a lot of it because of insecurities, jealousy. It's and like competitive. Yeah, it's very competitive. Like, yeah. If they help you, then it's going to make – you'll get better than them. Yeah, and I see that. And, and I understand people have done this their whole life. And then for me to get thrown into it and I already get more attention to, than them, I mean, that's not my fault, you know. Yeah. But I do see where they're coming from. But if I would met someone like me, I would want to help them. Yeah. Just in general. Yeah, you know, I find that there is – and it, it doesn't even matter what you do. It's it's hard to come across people that are really authentic and wanting to really help each other succeed. You know, a lot of people, you know, do business just for the, yeah. the come up or, mm-hmm. you know, see that come – you know, they don't the want Sacramento you to surpass needs, who they are. I feel like more people need to come together. Oh, I agree. If 100%. more people come together and actually helped and elevate people, everyone would – Everyone would evolve and it would be yeah. everyone high. But everyone wants to be like, oh, I don't like them. I don't like them. So let's go this way and this way. And then yeah. nobody gets anywhere with it's their like life. It's like survival of the Yeah. But it can't be like that. Those are insecurities, jealousy. And that's why a lot of these people don't make it in any sport or any entertainment or anything. Yeah. Did you did you peep that early on in your career? Or is it something that as it progressed, yeah. you kind of saw the grit of it? Like, did you um, naively think it wasn't going to be that way? For boxing or when I got thrown into just the spotlight? The spotlight in general. Well, yeah. No, I didn't know how it was going to be. You know, I had a grown men threatening me, wanting to show up to my school, jump me. You know, I've been – people wanting to jump me just general. You know, I don't do anything wrong. I'm not a bad person. But uh, it, everything's getting used to. You know, people think it's all good when you have followers and attention. Yeah, it is good if you use it for good. But it comes with, you know, you're overwhelmed at times. Mm-hmm. There's times there's so much intention. It's draining, you know, your energy. Mm-hmm. It's very, you know, it's good and bad with anything. Mm-hmm. So you just have to learn and put God first and really, you know, stay focused. Yeah. What toll, what toll would you say that it took on your family for you to be on the spotlight? Uh, I don't know. You know, I mean, it, they they liked it. I mean, they, they saw what, what, what I could possibly do, you yeah. know, and I did. I saw what I could possibly do, you know, looking back at it five, six, seven years ago, I didn't. Like, even when I joined the sport two years ago, I knew what I could do. Yeah. I knew I could be at a high level and have people pay attention and sell and get those big brand deals. You know, I knew I can always do that. Yeah. 
but a lot of people didn't believe in me, but I believed in myself. So, um, I mean, obviously the more you succeed, the more people are going to believe in you. So yeah. the more I kept progressing, my family was obviously happy and, uh, just overall I be, I'm happy. You know? Good. Good. Alisa, will you turn your mic a little bit? Oh, cause it's all, I was like, you might that. have to turn like, this dial so that it stays the other one, the one up top. If not, it might be the cord. Sorry. I'm heck OCD. It might be the other way. That way. Yeah. Like, this is getting loose. <laughs> no. Like that. There you go. You're good. Perfect. Okay. Perfect. Okay. So back to boxing. How far do you see yourself taking this career? Um, a lot of people ask me that. That's a good question. Um, I think, you know, I tell people I want to stop at 30, mm -hmm. but then I want to stop at 28. So, I mean, I think that's what I want to do. You know, I'm only two years in the game. So for me to make this much noise this right away, I mean, that's really good. It's very hard to do that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I see myself, you know, no more past than 30. So who do you want to fight next? Not me being a sports well, commentator. No, no, literally. No, so after my last fight, <laughs> I, I called out. So my last fight, I called out Uriah Faber. Do you know who that is? Oh, of course I know who Uriah okay. Faber is. Yeah. No way. Yeah, so I called him out. He knows. The California kid. Yeah, it would be a good fight because he's never boxed, but he has fight experience. Right? Yeah, and For he's me, a big name out big here. Name. We would sell out the Golden One Arena. Definitely. He would make millions of dollars. He hasn't made that much money in his career in general for me to justify one fight. Yeah. So, I mean, it makes sense for both of us to fight. Yeah. Did he respond? Yeah. So, it was easy to get in contact, um, you know. So, it's just now we're waiting on what he basically wants. Yeah. So I think it's going to be really cool. It's going to be the first event at Golden One. That's a boxing event. It'll oh, sell so, out. Oh, really? Yeah. It'll, that's exciting. Yeah. So, that's what I'm saying. I, I'm going to do that, you know. Yeah. I'm going to be the only boxer to ever do that and put on a big show like that for Sacramento. Yeah. So, everyone talking mess. It's like, what are you guys doing? Yeah, that would be good motion for yeah. over here. Yeah. Right? Everyone that would, would. want to go. It is. Biz yeah. Like, strategic-wise, business-wise, that, you know, and then all the infrastructure that we're having built over here, it's just, yeah. the you know, it logically just makes sense. Exactly. Well, so, I hope that he accepts. No, Did, for sure. It's going to be a big know? fight. It's going to so be a big that. fight. We're, my team's already, they're already in contact. Um, you know, it'd be a big fight. It, he would want to do it. He'd be stupid yeah. not to take it. Yeah, are you nervous because he's UFC? No, nah, I wouldn't. Because, you, nah. know, you know, Muay Thai <laughs> yeah. and UFC fighters and boxers, y'all yeah. all swear you guys could take each other. Yeah, well, but that's the you thing. You nervous? No, I mean, every fight I'm nervous, you yeah. know, anyone. But I think it would just be a very good for the city. Yeah. You know, no, the city hasn't done that. You know, everyone wants to talk mess about each other, but it's like, dude, we need to all come together. Yeah. So you're right, favorite. We need to run that um, golden one. You'll make a few million dollars, which is true. He will. Yeah. Um, and we would sell out. So. Yeah. That would be kind of cool. Dang, I haven't seen your eye paper. Exactly. Right? Years. Exactly. Like, I haven't. My, my sister used to do jujitsu at his gym, and okay. so did my dad, like, yeah. years ago. But, um, wow, that, yeah. And that he did cool. say he would be my ass. He did, I, I have the, he did say I would beat his ass. Yeah. So, because we have mutual friends, we have mutual parties, yeah. and we're in the sports, so. Uh, yeah, but if you if he thinks he could be my ass, I mean, we have to let's do it. Like, you know, so. <laughs> put it put it on a show. Yeah, okay. no, it'd be a great show. Yeah, it'd be a great show. So yeah, I think Sacramento would like that. Yeah, it would. I, I think it's only right. I mean, given that you guys are both and what other boxers here, right? making as much noise as me in Sacramento? Um, Can you name some boxers? No. Can you guys? No, right? I don't know anybody. <laughs> but people know me. You yeah, know, my dad's more. No, no, but me, I, I'm very <laughs> humble. But it's like people like. So that's why for me and your favor to fight, that's a huge event for Sacramento. Humble, but you know your value. Yeah, of course. And you know I, you what know, you to, yeah. what you bring and, I, and I work hard, you know, I put God first. I'm always with my family. I don't party. I don't drink. So that's a big fight that I want. And I believe it's going to happen. And he knows it's going to happen. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. So when you train, this is just like fatigue. So you uh -huh. train a lot, but what do you do like in your downtime? So like, well, right so now it's technically <laughs> my downtime. Oh, but okay. <laughs> I mean, we're, I was at the gym today. I mean, the downtime, I, I don't really 
part. I don't party like that. Well, like, I like being at home. What's a I'm treat a for yourself? Because I know there's a lot of treat, discipline with the um, diet and then Well, my training. favorite food is tortas. Oh, okay. So, yeah, then, like, so that's my a cheat food. day is yeah. a torta. But okay. what kind of tortas? Torta? Well, I mean. Carnitas. No, no, no. It has to be carne asada. Carne asada? Yeah, carne asada, yeah. But it has to be, like, the right way. A lot of people don't know how to make tortas, though. Like, what? it has to go. I'm very picky. Okay, but when it comes to the bread, the bread has to be toasted. It has to have yeah. avocado. It has to have onion. It has to have carrot. Um, beans. Carrot. Yeah, like yeah. a little bit. I yeah, yeah. 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 Exactly. Like in vinagre? Yeah. yeah oh, okay. Yeah, so, okay. So, but Chile's vinagre. Then people are doing like the bread's falling off. It's soggy. It's like, come mm. on. Like. Okay, but some people, okay, it depends on where you go in Mexico because my dad's from oh, yeah, but we're Jalos, in and they do like, it's called a esterita. It's like a little, like, little store in Mexico. They make, they're known for their tortas. Mm-hmm. But people will make them like mojado, like wet. They'll purposely put salsa to make yeah. it wet, and then in, they do it in a bag too. Uh, have you seen in that? In a bag. They'll put oh, the I torta. have not seen that. In Mexico, they so depending on where you go, in Mexico, they put it in a bag, and people will eat it out of the bag. So it's like a soggy mm. torta. Oh hell like no! Do you like soggy tortas? No, I don't. Yeah, I don't but people there do it, and my, me and my daughter are like, no, that's not our thing. Yeah. But all we're my not cousins, discriminating against they love no, guys no, that like saggy tortas, but no, like a saggy torta. All my primos love. They love. Love it. They're like, oh, we gotta get the torta in a bag. You know, to pan the pan, the pan's coming up the straw. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. that's what they do. So I was like, yeah. mm. the bread's falling off. The <laughs> no, but it, oh I prefer God. crispy like that's bread. That's hilarious. Yeah, the yeah. bread has to be toasted both sides. Yeah. yeah. Listen, I'm. I asked because I'm a torta fan too. Oh really? Oh, okay. Yeah, but mine's carnitas. Oh. Uh, and they gotta be like crispy too. carnitas. Yeah, you know, yeah. the tortas de jamón I can't really get with. Mm. I can't. I'm sorry to so all my jamón lovers, but yeah. I can't get with the tortas. Oh, I got you. Well, <laughs> Any other meat, though, but for the most part, carnitas is where it's at. Well, tortas is my favorite food, and then my second one is oysters. Like, I can eat that <laughs> every day. <laughs> I know it's two different things, but it's like that. It goes okay. tortas and then oysters and then, okay. like, pizza and all that other stuff. So. Yeah. Um, I've yeah. heard oysters are like an ap- aphrodisiac. They are. <laughs> they get you horny. Yeah. And quail eggs. But I don't know if my man was lying to me because one time he brought me quail eggs from his coworker, uh-huh. and he was like, you got to eat, like, six of these. And then he told me why, and I was like, this didn't do yeah. shit. But anyway, it's like super powers. Remember, like, mussels? Those are good. Yeah. You know what? I think I might have had mussels one time. But I would prefer the oysters. Like, you know when you go to, like, Islitas? Have you been to Islitas? Oh, those are good. That's right. In, with, in South Sac? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. with the octopus and the cucumbers and tomates mm-hmm. and, like. No, it's really good. Those are hellfire. Yeah. Well, that's good. You can do a little protein snack right there. Yeah, no, for and sure. And so what about leisure time? So well, that, that was your well, treat with food. Yeah. I mean, my downtime is just uh, I'm always with my family or I'm just, you know, I'm a homebody. You know? Yeah. I don't like being in the streets. <laughs> Good. So, yeah. Good. These streets are dangerous out here. It is. You know? and everyone wants to be in the streets. Like, dude, go home. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. Well, do you have any more questions for this segment, Arisa? Uh, oh, is it done? We're done with the segment? Oh, it's been 15 segment. minutes. Yeah. Oh, this is a good 15 minutes. Oh, okay. Was good. That, pa- uh, that passed by quickly because we were talking. Yeah. I think so, yeah. Yeah, no, no, you kind of got the ones I was going to, like, I covered. But. Oh, okay. All right. So that about wraps up this segment. We will proceed with For the Souls, um, which will give us a little deeper insight on you and your family life. All right, cool. All right. All right. Welcome back. We're still with Albert. And this yeah. part of the podcast is going to be a little bit more of an intimate side of you and mm-hmm. how you grew up and who you are. Mm-hmm. So we talked about boxing side of you the reality tv side of you with kylie but who is albert ochoa besides all of that outside of all of this reputation that has been built around you being in the spotlight Mm -hmm. who who would you say you are you know i would say you know i'm a good man good soul um you know that just wants good vibes around me at all times but you know it's hard to do that when a lot of negativity comes your way yeah (laughs) do you feel like handling that negativity has been challenging for you I think at first, you know, but I think, you know, as you grow older and you get mentally stronger and emotionally stronger and you're, you know, you get confident in yourself, 
-hmm. it doesn't affect you yeah so. i definitely agree yeah. so let's take let's go back to your childhood okay you got siblings yeah i do yeah how many so there's technically six of us oh big uh, family yeah well my dad had four baby mamas so <laughs> Um, but he, busy man. yeah, <laughs> so, but he, he, he married my mom and it, it was me and my, my sister. Gotcha. Yeah. And what was that? Like you're, you're a Sacramento native, right? Yeah. Born, born and raised born here. And raised, yeah. North, South, West, South, Sac. South, yeah, Sac. South, 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 Sac, there yeah, we go. There we go. South, yeah. Sac, baby. Yeah. And what was that? What was that like for you? Um, I mean, it was great. You know, I, um, I mean, you know, growing up and then obviously my, my parents got divorced. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I was living with my mother, um, you know, I was a kid, you know, everything was dealt with my father and my mom. So living with my mom, you know, it, it was, you know, it was cool. You know, she raised me uh, pretty well, I, mm -hmm. I would say. Um, and then, um, you know, it was a, it was good, you know, it was, yeah. it was fun. You know, we got, we were raised over there actually by uh, Sac State, like oh, okay. American River oh, over yeah, there. Yeah. Great, great, um, great area. Um, got to learn, um, you know, what's that side like? <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah. Exper How old were you when your parents got divorced? I think like six or seven experiencing the divorce do you feel like that affected you in any way i mean i think so i mean it affects any child in my opinion mm -hmm. uh but for me yeah it did but at the end of the day um i, I don't hold grudges yeah you know between my, my dad and my mom i love them both um uh, i would never talk bad about anybody um you know it just made me who i am yeah so. yeah definitely because those challenges um i ask because there's, you know, different ages that mm -hmm. children experience, like divorced parents, I feel like affects them in different ways. And I find that when I when children whose parents divorce when they're younger, mm -hmm. um, it, it almost is less impactful as children whose parents divorced when they were like older. Yeah. You know, and I think maybe that time of, you know, having the togetherness and then all of a sudden it's not. Mm -hmm. It takes more of a toll. So that's why that's why I asked. But I'm glad to see that you and your parents are still able to have you know a good relationship yeah. throughout all of that oh for so, sure and um you know it, it was it was great and then um i always felt like i was different though you know when i was a kid I, I knew i couldn't relate to any of these kids in what sense just in general the mindsets you know what people thought was cool what people thought to wear to fit in i never mm -hmm. wanted to fit in mm -hmm. and it it was like that from when i was a kid but it really clicked i think i was I was like 16, but when 17, obviously when things got popped off, but it was when I was 16, I knew I was different. Yeah. Like I knew like, I, and then as a kid, I just knew I couldn't relate to any of these kids. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're, little you're pause, good. Little pause. <laughs> but yeah, like as growing up, I knew I was just different. Like yeah. I knew I didn't act like all these kids. I knew I didn't like not I'm judging, but I just didn't want to act like, yeah, that. something <laughs> in you is different. No, I relate to that yeah. because I feel like there's, um, it's funny that you say that. Cause literally just the other day I was thinking to myself, I noticed with me, that I tend to like, if I see something is trending or mm -hmm. like how people are, I tend to like not want to do that, right? Yeah. Which something stupid, but the Stanley Cups. You know, everybody and their freaking mom has a Stanley Cup right okay. now. Oh, and yeah, I'm like, yeah, yep, Starbucks, right? Don't get a Stanley Cup. Yeah. Like, it's just something about going against the grain and not fitting in with the crowd mm -hmm. and not even wanting to be in that um, same wave. Yeah. I, I, I relate to you in the sense I just knew I was different in that sense. Yeah. Do you feel like you had confidence knowing that you were different or did you feel out of place? I was very confident. I remember, you know, uh, I was sitting at, at lunch by myself as, ki as a kid and even in high school, even after everything, I was still sitting by myself because I knew I didn't like I knew I didn't need to be around 100 people to feel important. You know, yeah. I knew, 
me sitting by myself and being happy with myself, I'm still important in a humble way. Yeah. So did you crave yeah. that connection though with people? Uh, I mean, I connected with more of my teachers, you know, mm. and the counselors and, and the people that were older than me, you know, mm. like my friend group now are, you know, are they're like 35, you know, and 38, my two best friends and my mentors and stuff like yeah. that. People I look up to, you know, I don't hang out with no one my age. I've never dated anyone my age. It's, yeah. it's been like that. Since you dated people older? Yeah, I, I well, I tend to attract older women. Uh, so I mean, the last one she was thirty-five. So wow. Yeah. yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm putting that into perspective. Yeah. I'm like, wait, I'm twenty-eight, and you're like twenty-three. Twenty-four now. Twenty-four. Yeah. yeah. But um. the, but here, but my my opinion on that stuff is like because I met thirty-five-year-old, I met forty-year-olds, even girls and guys that don't have their shit together. Yeah. No, it's you true. Know? And then you meet twenty-five-year-olds or even twenty-one-year-olds that are driving Lamborghinis that are having their whole life together you know so it doesn't matter what age you are i think it's about mindset and what you do with your life yeah and maturity goes a long way exactly and exactly. if you've always been the type of person to be more on the mature side yeah. and kind of like that old soul that just naturally mm -hmm. connects with older people exactly. it makes sense that you would naturally be drawn to a more <laughs> mature mind yeah yeah <laughs> that's a good word yeah, can you mind. can you notably see the difference between older women oh, and younger women? oh for sure yeah i yeah. mean most of the time older women are more mature most of the time they know uh, what they want exactly no the, bullshit the, the younger generation which is my generation which i don't like you know there it's the hookup culture it's sleeping around it's partying every weekend mm -hmm. spending the money you have already every friday night to film porn at a club yeah like, i don't need to go to a club to film porn like, yeah i'm already important yeah <laughs> and i know that myself within myself yeah and we spoke earlier about you having traditional values yeah um you've always been that way yeah i've always been that way i always wanted to you know get married have a, have kids stay with one woman uh you know, have a family, have a big home, you know, and keep expanding on that. I want to yeah. have a big family. I want to have at least six kids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, you know what? We wanted six kids too. Oh, wow, and then yeah. we had four oh, and we wow. were like, mm, yeah, maybe con cuatro ya está. Because yeah. well, that's cool though. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Our last one is like having two more kids. Yeah. But, um, I really hope that does yeah. come, come you know, true for you. You know, if it doesn't with the six, but no, I'm very traditional. You yeah. know, I want one, I want one woman. I don't need 10. <laughs> yeah. I will say I genuinely sometimes feel for you guys in this generation of dating dude, because crazy it is crazy. everyone knows everyone i've met people that um like they've been with one person right and yeah. then i would meet them i was like hey wasn't that person with you oh now they're with your friend oh i don't care oh yeah. like, you don't care but aren't you guys friends yeah but it doesn't matter yeah it's different what? it's different yeah. it's really really hard to find people with traditional values nowadays mm -hmm. that they, they want what you want right they yeah. want the family and want the kids or even just yeah. a wife i'm guessing if you're more traditional you probably want a woman that has a little bit more traditional values oh for sure yeah, you know in terms of her mothering you know, and, 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 and act like a woman a lot yeah. of women act like men now these days not yeah. disrespecting anyone but a lot of women are very manly and more masculine yeah and more and a lot of men are very not manly anymore and they're very feminine feminine so mm -hmm. that's a, a big problem too in this world mm -hmm. and for me it's like i need a woman that's going to be a woman yeah. i'll be the man you be the woman you hear that ladies so that's what, <laughs> yeah no and it's important i'll be the man i'll do whatever i need to do as the man yep. and you do your part as a woman and you know that, that's how the team creates yeah i agree i will say that that healthy balance of the two is mm -hmm. very conducive to mm -hmm. a healthy environment i mean me and my husband have been together 11 years oh wow and Dang. what's the secret comprehension uh -huh. um i would say the secret to that is one i think he honors just like how you are that you honor your masculinity and you know what you need to do as a man to provide mm -hmm. i'm he's traditional in that sense i'm yeah. traditional in the sense that as a woman i know that me being feminine and having this emotional intelligence mm -hmm. is actually a strong suit it's a power when you pair exactly. it together exactly we're not above the other like i like to say yeah. you know he's a dollar i'm four quarters Got we're it. equal See, in value so you guys but both different understand yeah. yeah and just 
learning each other, right? Mm -hmm. That's the hardest part because longevity, you're going to change. Oh, who for you, sure. Who you were for three sure. years ago, you're not that person oh, today, course, five years, you know? So being able to, you know, communicate and comprehend and challenge each other to growth together mm -hmm. through those times, it's been, you know, and God first. Yeah, oh, of course. First and foremost, before all yeah. of that, God first. Like, oh, we learned that the hard way. It took that's us a great you time. said that because a lot of relationships, they, they lose track of themselves and then they don't, then they get away from God and then that's just the, yeah. the relationship's going to fail. yeah. So. Yeah. So let's double back to your younger years. Mm -hmm. So you grew up, you experienced, you know, the family divorcing. Mm -hmm. um, you get to your adolescence and how were you in your adolescence? Um, you know, I, I, I grew up playing basketball. That's what I was doing every single day after school, before school. You know, I knew I wanted to be an athlete. I knew I wanted to play basketball. That's all mm -hmm. I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And um, and then we were, I was very involved in church, obviously, with that, uh, with the youth groups and stuff. So. I mean, it was like that. It was church on Wednesday, church on Sat uh, Sunday, um, and then whatever on the weekend, you know, for the church, we would, we would be there, and I'd play basketball there, be involved. And mm -hmm. I mean, that was kind of like that. Yeah, Christian, Christian. Yeah, we went to Capital Christian. Oh, okay. Yeah, majority of my life. So, um, yeah, you know, that was kind of my childhood, just basketball and, you know, and, and stay focused. I was always focused. I was, yeah. you know, like I love my sister, but I, I feel like we're very different. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I want this life that's the extraordinary life. She wants the life that's more the normal mm -hmm. route, you know, and that's fine if you want to be normal. But for me, I was never meant to be normal. I don't yeah. want to be normal. Yeah, you know you're destined for something greater. Exactly. I want to, you know, I want to travel the world. I want to do extraordinary things. Not saying the normal life is different and bad. It's not. But for me, I'm not meant to just be an average man. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I would imagine that being from Sacramento mm -hmm. and the we spoke a little bit earlier about mm -hmm. the animosity that kind of happens around here instead of the networking exactly. and collaborating. Exactly it can be challenging to navigate through all of that in terms of like knowing mm -hmm. what you are capable of and then having those challenges in front yeah. of you of like people that just are not seeing the vision the way that you they see don't. it. Has it been hard for you to, to go through that with people? Um, yeah, of course. You know, I've had a lot of people switch up on me from, you know, friends to relationships to women, you know, to mentors, um, to people I really look up to. Yeah. But switch up on you in what sense? Um, just switching up as in they're deflecting uh, reflecting on themselves saying i'm the bad person yeah. you know i don't think i'm not a bad person i don't have intentions to hurt anybody but there are people that have that intention and hidden agendas that you'll never know yeah you know i just found out someone really close to me switched up on me recently yeah and we've been working together you know so it, it kind of sucks but i can't let it affect me because at the end of the day i have stuff to do and what am i going to cry about or i got to get to work so yeah. i gotta get to work and do what i need to do yeah but saying that it doesn't affect you it doesn't even give you any anger? Um, no, I've never been really angry, I think, at someone. I think I've been hurt. Um, you know, I've been, I would say, in a, maybe a little bit of sadness, mm -hmm. but I wouldn't say angry. Um, but at the end of the day, I can't think on emotion. Yeah. You know, as a man and as a high-value man, I can't think on emotion. I have to think on what I need to do. Yeah. Nothing's going to care. No one's going to care if I'm hurt or sad right now. Yeah. And that's honestly the reality of mm -hmm. what you men have to go through mm -hmm. as a woman. I think it's a little bit different. Like yeah. I've gone through the motions of people that have switched up on me mm -hmm. and I'm just like, initially I'm like angry because I'm like, oh, are you fucking for real? Yeah. Like, come yeah. on me of all fucking people. I'm so freaking understanding, you know? And then, you know, your heart and you know how you are that it's kind of like, it's uh. then that's when the hurt comes in and you're just like, wow, yeah. I was so real. Exactly. And I, I really like was uh, like sincere with yeah, this exactly. only for this to happen. So and a lot of people will come back into your life or try to crawl away back. And I've seen that a lot. A lot of people try to crawl their way back into my life. And it's like, no, you had your opportunity. You, you switched up on me. And now what? I'm supposed to yeah. give myself to you. No. Yeah. Well, good for you for having boundaries. 
Yeah. You know? And I think that just came with time, maturity, growth. So. Yeah. What would you say the most challenging part of your life has been? Um, the most chan- challenging? Yeah. I think with just being different. When you go this route and you are different, it's it, it's not the normal way. You mm-hmm. know, so everyone's going to look at you like crazy mm-hmm. or, you, or you're dumb or you don't know what you're doing. But it's like, I mean, I wouldn't even say that was a big challenge, though. It's like, I love it. You know, yeah. I love people counting me out. You know? Yeah, it's so. gas to make you keep going. Yeah. Yeah, and I hear course, you with that. Of course. So and then now look at what I, everything I'm doing. I'm doing everything so different. Yeah. You know, now I'm boxing. Now people are paying attention. You know, I didn't grow up yeah. boxing. Now I am. And I love this sport. Yeah. And to be able to do that in such a short amount of time, yeah. too. I really have never like usually when I've heard of stories of boxers, they're mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, since I was a kid or I used to be yeah. in this gym when I was little. But you, this is fairly new. Yeah, like two years. Two years. I'll be, it'd be three years in October. Yeah. And I already, you know, I've worked with the best. I, I've seen the best, you know, Canelo, um, a lot of high quality guys, trainers of the year, mm-hmm. world champions working with. So it's like, who else has done that? Nobody. Yeah. Nobody has done that in Sacramento. Yeah. Do you <laughs> feel good to be able to represent Sacramento in that way? Oh, I do. Of course. I, I love it because it's where I'm from. This is where I, I've home. And it's just funny to me how everyone wants to talk mess about me because I'm not a real fighter. People say these things. Right. But it's like, dude, like, how am I not a real fighter? I'm doing everything you're doing. Yeah. It's not my fault that why, I do why it a little bit better. Why would people say that? Because, I mean, it's just the insecurities and jealousy. You know, a lot of people, they do it their whole life. So I do mm-hmm. understand it in a way. But it's like, dude, we're all grown men. Why do yeah. I need to talk about you? Yeah. But you want to talk about me, you know? Um, but Do you think it's because you came in the game quickly and you've yeah. advanced so, oh, for sure. so far I'm that sure. people feel like their hard work that they've been doing for yeah. years is kind of like, damn, I've been putting in all this work for years and I'm still, I'm not at where he is. Or maybe he, you just got there faster than them and that but, creates animosity. Yeah, of course, that's that's going to create a little bit of animosity. But th- the thing is, is like I I had to make people want to see me. You know, I, no one paid attention to me when I first went to the gym. I was mm-hmm. fat. No one cared. They thought I was going to not do well. But I saw the vision of what I could do. Mm-hmm. Now, fast forward two years later, it's been really fast progression. Uh, but I've always saw the vision. I knew I could turn this into a career. I know I can, you know, be do this for my family, my future family. Like mm-hmm. I knew what I could do. And you said future family. So yeah. you're thinking even generationally. Down oh, for line. sure. Yeah, of course. You know, I would love to have a son or a daughter, um, you know, preferably a son. But no, I, I want a daughter, too. Yeah. Well, uh, you want six kids. So, um, yeah, six. I think I'll have, I think I can have some. <laughs> you might have so, multiple. <laughs> yeah, I'll have a mixture of both. But, um, you know, I think uh, this sport is what I'm doing. It for. Yeah. This sport's changed my life. So it can also change my family. It can also change my future family, my future wife. Um, you know, and I'm having fun, you know, you travel the world doing some of my love. So, yeah. I know you mentioned being fat. Yeah. Do you feel like you were insecure with yourself at that time? Or even Um, then you had this confidence to you? Honestly, I didn't know. I, so I got in a relationship and I kind of lost focus on myself. The happy weight? Um, yeah, I guess in a happy way. But the thing is, I got comfortable with myself. I never got comfortable. As a man, you're never supposed to be comfortable in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and I did, you know, I gained weight. I was eating now. I wasn't taking care of my responsibilities, taking care of my health. Um, you know, you get complacent. Mm-hmm. So fast forward now, when I joined the sport, all that weight was coming off and it was hard to do. Do you feel like um, you, you can tell the mental difference? Like, it, do you have more of a mental clarity now that you're more focused and disciplined? Oh, for sure. In, in your health? Yeah, of course. I, I mean, a, a quote, I li- health is wealth. You know, I feel yeah. like, you know, if, if you could take care of your body, you could take care of a million dollars. It's mm-hmm. very true. I mean, a pe- like people that don't have their health, that's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. So how can you take care of something else? If you can't even take mm-hmm. care of your health. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it's very cool to see how focused you are mm-hmm. with your vision and what you want. You seem like a very determined person. Thank you. I am. I am. And a lot of people sometimes don't see it. Some people do. But I, I really am determined. And I think that's what separates myself from the rest. Do you think people interpret that as being cocky sometimes? Oh, for sure. Yeah. People think I'm cocky and arrogant and everything. But the thing is, those are the insecure people that say that. The yeah. confident people that 
know me, they're like, dude, you're very confident. You're they very see it humble. and respect it. And they respect it. And I could see that too. I could feel that guy's energy that's very confident, that, that's happy with himself. But then when you see a broken, immature boy that's adult, they're like insecure, they're yeah. jealous. It's like, dude, why are you thinking like that? I've yeah. never even looked down on you, but you're looking down on me. Yeah, isn't it interesting yeah. to be able to read people like that? Oh, for sure. I've come across yeah. people like that too, like e- just being a girl. You, you can know, read you, people. You yeah. Feel their energy. Yeah, you presence, walk into a room aura. and a, a woman who's secure with herself mm-hmm. will see me and we're like, it's a vibe, you know? Exactly. And then the women that aren't, you, you know, tell, and are tell. just and easily, they think quickly. You, and they think you can't tell. Yeah. They're like, oh, they're weird. Why are they acting? Bro, you're, look how you're acting. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, energy very much uh, speaks for itself. Oh, I'll, exactly. I'll give you that. Yeah. I'll give you that. So would you say that uh, even with family, you were like a lone wolf in terms of who you are? Because I know you mentioned that, you know, you love your sister, but you guys weren't necessarily as close because yeah. you guys are very different. Um, I think so. Um, you know, it sucks, but I love my family. Um, you know, I would do anything for my family. But at the end of the day, like, I want to go this route. And if you want to go that route, that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. That's why we're different. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, I love my family, but I, I can't base my actions and what I need to do off emotion. Yeah. So. Do you have a big family, too, like outside of your immediate family? Like, do you have a lot of family? Oh, for sure, yeah. My grandma has, like, I think 10 brothers and sisters. Oh, shoot. And then there's, like, over 100 cousins and everything. Yeah. yeah so it's a very big family on my dad's yeah. side and even on my mom's side, too. Seems to be a Mexican thing. My great-grandma has 13 kids. Oh, it's not. Yeah. yeah so, so it's very similar. Yeah, we've lost quite a few, but, yeah, there's it's, it's a pretty big family when we mm-hmm. all get together. But... I mean, I'm not really close yeah, with anybody exactly. like that, you know, yeah, maybe like, when we were younger, but yeah. now as adults, I think you just grow, you, you try to find your avenue and you know what you're set on, you know mm-hmm. where you're going. And sometimes along that way, it's just, yeah, it's hard to build those bonds. And it sucks, you know, it does hurt. It does. You know, I wish I could be closer with my siblings. I really do. Uh, but at the end of the day, I have stuff I need to take care of. And that's that. No one's going to mm-hmm. do my work for me. You yeah. Know, so. Well, as long as you make effort. Of course, yeah, effort, you know, with everything. And, you know, if they don't understand, that's okay. I've I've realized not everyone's going to understand you, and that's okay. But, you know, don't judge me on what I'm doing. Yeah, and you're coming to terms with that you're just at this place in your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I call that a growing pain. Yeah. And you know what? I find that a lot of people who are reaching for these this level of success in their life or just determined, mm-hmm. you know, in the sense that we are me with the podcasting, you with your boxing. Oh, for sure. Um, part of the growing pains is losing some of the people that you now I don't want to say losing, but maybe growing distant, distant yeah. from people that you would otherwise wish you weren't, you for know. Sure, yeah. But it's almost it's almost the cost of success it is. and every, not even every successful person will tell you that. Yeah. And not even to, not even because it's like, we're choo- it's, How do I say this? It's not like from a, an entitled or cocky perspective, yeah, or but way, rather yeah. just, it, it comes with the process. Does, like the people does. who are for you are for you and they'll be with you. And then mm-hmm. the ones who don't eventually shed leaves. Yeah. You know, I've had a lot of people switch up on me and I knew they weren't the right, like through when I looking back and they weren't really there for me, for me. Yeah. If they were, they would still be here. Yeah. In hindsight, do you see things that you're like, Ooh, I overlook this or I um, overlook that. Yeah, because I think, you know, I'm a good person. So I, I always trust people super fast. And that's my problem. You know, mm-hmm. I, I tend to give my love and attention to, you know, to anyone. You know, I don't look at anyone bad. Yeah. Even if someone's like, hey, they're not good for you. I, I still won't listen. You yeah. Know? You want to figure out for yourself. Yeah. And that's the problem. But I mean, that's just how I am. Do you feel like um, going through those betrayals, it changed your dynamic and how you trust people? Um, in a way. But it's like, at the end of the day, I'm still a good person. I still want to see the good in someone. Yeah. Um, you know, at the end of the day, I think there's going to be more people that's going to switch up on me, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, I've just got to keep going. I think it comes with the territory of mm-hmm. being a good person. Honestly, I, I think I've come to terms with the fact that 
more often than not, we're probably going to lose in mm-hmm. certain areas mm-hmm. because we're genuine in that sense. Yeah. You know? Um, and I was saying that I don't trust nobody. Yeah. I really don't. Okay. But I put my faith in everybody. That's good. I, I put like that. faith that people will do right by me. Mm-hmm. But to say that I trust is too equivalent to having an expectation. Yeah. And I've learned that having expectations of people is the quickest way to let yourself down. Because yeah. can't expect you and anyone else, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, like, I, I like that. I yeah. mean, it's true what you're saying. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're learning that. You've learned that. Wow. That's awesome. So mm-hmm. what else do people not know about you that you want to share? <laughs> what else? What else? Is there mm-hmm. is there anything that you haven't showcased for yourself um, about yourself? Do you I like animals? Uh, no, I didn't really have pets growing up. Would you want pets? Uh, I do actually. Um, I always told myself when I get to a certain level of success, I want a baby tiger. I always said, "Oh that. my but god!" But those are illegal. Obviously, you can't <laughs> do that. But I like the. Do you know how much work a tiger is? Yeah, but they're so cute when they're like a little baby. When they're a baby, yeah, and then they're yeah. gonna rip your head off. Yeah, when and they're then you older. have to get rid of it. Why not a monkey? A I do like monkeys too, but I, I want a baby tiger. That's always what I want. But I saw there's cats that have a like a Bengal species in them, so I like oh, the yeah. Bengal cats. They're exotic. They're different. Um, so that's probably what I want. But then I found out uh, when I wanted to get one, they were like, hey, you need to get it steak every day. I'm like, dang, they're going to be eating better than me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. yeah. Those, those cats. There's another one, too, yeah. babe. What's the cat that I like? The Jack something. It's um, oy, it's it's a domesticated cat, but yeah. it looks like it would be a fucking like a not domesticated yeah, cat. Yeah, it's yeah. huge, it's, yeah. you know. But yeah, they, you got to feed them a raw yeah, diet. I'm like, it's dang, a lot. like steak every night. They're like, yes. Yeah. I'm like, wow, like, I don't even eat steak every night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, High protein uh, diet. Yeah, no, literally. Uh, but, you know, eventually I'll probably get one. I know I can get one right now, but uh, I'm, I'm don't worried. Get a, I'm don't too get focused a tiger myself. right now. Well, no, the Bengal cat. The oh, Bengal, okay. <laughs> it's like a Bengal mixed with something. <laughs> yeah. So it's like so yeah, exotic, I know what it's but it's like I can't get a tiger. So it's like Bengal's like the next thing up. They're expensive, too. Yeah, they are. The um the like white ones, those are my favorite. The white ones? Yeah, because the they look kind yeah, of angelic, like white, you know? Yeah. It's like, ooh. Long tail yes. and the, the pattern on them. Yes, yeah. and it's a little different. The color way is a little different, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I like to be different. Yeah, you know? exactly. No, literally, I, I like the Don't white Don't take ones. my cat. Yeah. No, just kidding. <laughs> just yeah. kidding. So. No, well, that's really good. Yeah. Um, well, I think that wraps up this, unless there's anything more about yourself that you want to share or any adversity that you've experienced that or any wisdom, actually, that you have for anybody yeah. before we close it out. I mean, wisdom, I would say just, you know, be yourself. Um, not everyone's going to like you. That's okay. Um, keep doing you and always believe in yourself no matter what. Yeah. So. Okay. And one yeah. more thing. What's the biggest lesson you've learned out of life? Biggest lesson? You know, uh, that's, a, that's a tough one. I've learned a lot. <laughs> um, the biggest lesson? Top three know, most valuable. Um, I would say, you know, be yourself. You know, I've, I've learned that from a young age. Always be yourself and, and everything's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, always believe in yourself. I mean, everything is comes from you. So, you know, if you're happy with yourself, everything's going to be okay. So. Yeah. And yeah. I would recommend that for anybody. You know, anyone that was bullied, you know, anyone that's, in, you know, feeling a type of way, sadness or depressed, you know, be yourself and, and everything's going to be okay and continue to work on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to add on to that, I would say that, you know, you are what you project. Exactly. Everything in life is a, a mirror of you. Yeah. So what you are putting out, you are receiving back. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like what you're receiving, then you got to change what's in the mirror, right? Exactly, exactly. Perfect. So. Well, Albert, thank you so much thank for joining and being here. Yes, yeah, really we can always do it again whenever. Yeah, we thank you. To. Thank you so much, you guys, for tuning in. I hope that you guys got to see a deeper side of him and really just get to know him better and his personality. Yeah. Seems like you're a soul who's misunderstood by many, yeah. but now you got the opportunity to platform that side of yourself. Yeah. 
and I wish you all the well in your boxing career. Likewise, vice versa. Thank you so much, and thank you. You have a wonderful night. All right, you guys. Bye-bye. 